This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Double Tap Canada. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is a tech show. Honestly, uh, we're here uh, with you for the next hour. And um, I often wonder, what have AMI done with this? Honestly, they've given us this. I'm now on the telly as well. How did that happen? We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but uh, we've got Tim Schwartz here. Uh, hello to you, Tim. Hello, Stephen. Yes, it is a tech show. Honestly, oh, I love that. That's just so great. And yes, you are a big-time TV star in Canada. I'm so impressed, Stephen. It's not going to change me. I'm, I'm promising it won't change me at all. I've only asked for a gold toilet seat and uh, lots and lots of chocolate or candy. <laughs> no, we've got Jay Taylor with us this week, Tim, so maybe he can confirm with us how you're supposed to say this yes. in Canada. How do I say in Canadian? That's not the right word. Canadian? There we go. Jay Taylor, is that right? Candy? Yeah. Chocolate? I, You know something? I just say yummy. That's pretty much it. You know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Candy, chocolate, yeah, it's all good. How are you doing, Jay? It's been like years. It has been such a long time, guys. It's great to be back. It is great to have you back. Um, that's what it says here. Um, <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah, kind we're of figured, legal, yes. legally contractually obligated to have at least one Canadian on per year. It's, we've now had two, so I think we've more than met our quota. It's, it's all good. Listen, we've been getting in trouble, Jay, um, because you know we've not been Canadian enough. Um, well, I'm here to help you out, and uh, being from the beautiful province of Newfoundland and Labrador, and probably some other folks across Canada are saying, where? <laughs> <laughs> is that part of Canada? That, that would be is hilarious that, really if here? someone got in touch and said, I don't think that's part of Canada, I think he's making that a, There was actually an ad that came out years ago, I'll never forget this, there was an ad that said, coast to coast in Canada, from Vancouver to Halifax. <laughs> Whoops. Missed the other provinces after that, like there's Prince Edward Island was yep. there, and the Newfoundland and Labrador was there, and I was like, don't forget us too, we're over here. Somewhere, too. we're over here. But, um, yeah. Well, yeah. it's good to have you here. Good to represent, as you are. Um, so, yeah, we've got lots to talk about on the show. Um, I mean, obviously, aside from me and my television debut, guys. Oh, I tell you, it's been, honestly, the, the paparazzi were outside the studio as I was coming in. It's, it's, it's really difficult. I'll be honest, it's tough. And I was wearing my dark glasses, but then I wear them anyway because I'm half blind. See, Stephen, that wasn't for you. You couldn't see this, but it, it was for Mark, not for you. Oh, I see. Right, okay. Or either that was a whole pile of people just clicking the buttons on their, on their phones just to make it sound just, that way. Yeah, someone in maybe selfie that. time. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, but uh, maybe at the end of the show, someone will ask for my autograph, guys. I've got your autograph. It's on the checks. Okay, we'll go with those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which I've still yet to get one of those, but anyway. Um, moving on. So, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about tech, because it is a tech show. Honestly. Oh, by the way, in case you're thinking, hang on, where's that funny little English guy? who shows up occasionally with his funny little accent. Sean's not here. Yeah, hashtag funny little accent. Yeah. Sean's not with us this week. He's, um, I think he's uh, actually eaten himself to the point where he cannot leave uh, his sheds to come here. Um, I'm kind of worrying. Was it something about pork chops or ribs or something or other? What was the whole thing? Lamb chops. Yeah. Lamb chops, that's it. Tandoori lamb chops. Hey, these, he's right. either eaten himself to a coma on tandoori lamb chops or with the heat wave in the UK, I'm fearful maybe maybe something worse has happened in that little shed studio of his. Oh, guys, listen, we can help you out. We can send some We can send some cold weather your way. It's okay. Oh, oh no, it's fine, honestly. But we'll get plenty of it. I live in Scotland, which you know gets two days of sunshine a year. Um, and it prompted me to buy a T-shirt. I'm not kidding you. It says on it, Scottish summer, my favorite day of the year. That tells you all you need to know about our weather here. Uh, but it has been, it has been incre- incredibly warm. Do you know, I have to say, mm-hmm. for people who live in Scotland and perhaps in Canada as well, at least in some parts of Canada, I think, where you are especially, Jay, um, I think we're going to welcome climate change. While the rest of the world burns, we will be nice and toasty. Absolutely. I... I- think it's a real thing you know and uh yeah we i'm welcoming it when it when it happens now the you know, my wife and i discussed this the other day that with global climate change happening if the average temperature in canada does go down <laughs> to more moderate climate we will be moving out of the united states <gasps> and moving to canada wow Ooh. look at canada an american is coming um <laughs> <laughs> anyway we have a tech show here Stephen. oh yeah it's a tech show honestly um <laughs> 
I want to talk about you, Jay, because um, you have, and this is kind of really timely because we wanted you to come back on the show. And then we thought, what's he going to talk about? Because he's never had anything to say, this guy. Um, but actually, you do. And uh, this week um, in particular, because you've, you've decided to do what I would call in the tech business, a Sean. Uh, you've gone and got yourself an Android phone. What's going on, Jay? I did, actually. Uh, how this actually started was uh, back in, uh, I believe, around October. I uh, I was due for an upgrade, so I said, you know, walked in and ended up with the Samsung Galaxy S9. So I said, I'm going to give, I want to give this a try because I had never actually had one of the flagship Samsung phones. I've had, you know, I bought some of like those really like the Uber cheap ones that you can get sometimes when I either busted something or lost a phone or whatever. Mm. But I've never actually went for the flagship model. So I said, I'm going to give it a try. And through a little bit of messing around with it, um, you know, I was able to do things just fine. And then came the update to One UI, Samsung's new Android Pie operating system cover. That for me, and I think for a lot of folks, was a, is a real game changer because of the night mode, which is coming to uh, to iOS and iOS 13. I didn't you mean that. you mean dark mode? Dark mode, yes. Dark mode, night yep. mode, yeah. Like that is, I found for me, it was a real game changer. So, uh, and being able to uh, customize some more of the different font sizes and things like that, but also screen size, because the S9 had a bigger screen than the phone that I was using. Much bigger screen because my eyesight has actually gone to a point where I do need the larger screen now. And uh, the S9 now has a home somewhere else uh, in a Galaxy Gear VR headset, which we will explain actually in another mm. episode. So this is my cue to come back. Oh, so oh, you're already pitching for the next good. episode. Right? I see. Okay, I see what you're doing. Okay. I I am indeed. I could take up a whole hour of a, of another episode with what I got done with the S9. Mm. So uh, this is okay. very, very well, good. We'll look forward to that on your annual appearance next year. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be on the S11 by then. But anyway. Yes. Uh, but just recently, though, once the S9 had a found its new home, I purchased the Galaxy A70. So the lesser specced phone, Cheap. shall we say, but the larger screen of all of them. It's a 6.7-inch display Wow! on this thing. And I must, I, I got to say, as far as it goes for what's more like the budget-oriented phone that you can purchase for around the $500 mark, like you can just go outright and buy it for that, it is a fantastic phone, capability-wise, storage-wise. I mean, the base model storage is 128 gigs. So, I mean, it's got plenty of storage space. The screen is just absolutely amazing. So, I uh, really kind of just uh, kind of fell for it. And I was like, if this is what they're doing for the, what we'll call the mid-range lineup of phones, I can only anticipate what's, you know, what's on the future for uh, for these. Now, I don't have much experience with the other brands, so like the uh, LG, Huawei, what you know, the other other ones, the Google Pixel, even. Uh, but all I can tell you right now is that uh, so far the Samsung experience has uh, hasn't been too bad at all. Mm. I'm, I'm so, kind of tempted to hold Tim back a little bit here because I know he's probably dying to get at you. Absolutely, you know something. Let it go, man. I, you know I can take it. <laughs> so. All right, okay, right, Tim, get him. Wow, well, I was shocked that you just didn't jump right in there and say fake news, Stephen. But, um, well, you know, I, I have to be honest and admit that Sean has been getting under my skin with this one lately because of all his talk about his Google Pixel phone. I'm starting to believe, I hate to even say that, because especially in someone's situation like Jay, where Jay, you still have some functional vision. It's not the best, mm -hmm. as you just said, but you still have some functional vision. So you're not right. too having to use TalkBack or any other screen reader just yet, you know, on a regular basis, necessarily. Correct. But that said, for someone with low vision, and Stephen, we've heard this, we've heard people say this before, that the Android line of phones, if you have lower limited vision, are pretty good. The screens are very good. You can get that large screen size, like Jay said. And uh, there, there are a lot of good functionality, or there is a lot of good functionality there for someone with low vision. As as uh, Sean has described, TalkBack now, especially on the flagship phones, it's so fast. The gestures are good. It is a learning curve if you've come from iOS, but it's 
it's it's even with iOS, we'll say. It's 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 on par with, I think, mm-hmm. based on what Sean has said. And boy, that makes me feel just all icky and weird and gross just to <laughs> say <laughs> that. I, I, I have to go take a shower now. But but that has been what we've been hearing a lot about here recently, Stephen. Yeah, and um, I'm going to shock you guys. I'm going to shock you into silence, if that's even possible, um, <laughs> because I've been using a Samsung S10 for the last three Ugh. weeks, and I haven't said anything. Ooh. I knew you had one in a drawer somewhere, but I wasn't sure what yeah. its uh, you know, its lifespan was going to be. <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't going to be very much, to be honest, but it was kind of <laughs> Sean that made me think maybe I should give it another try. Now, interestingly, I do have, and I am trying out, I've been loaned a Google Pixel 3a. Now, that's the new budget phone that comes in at around $400. Right. And that's that's a really interesting little device. I've got to say I do mm-hmm. like it. Um, but I think, so there's two things here, and I, I think there's a lot we could unpack from this, right? But my sort of takeaway from, from what you're saying, Jay, and what other people are saying in my own experience and what Sean said, is that for visually impaired people, for those with some vision left, right, who can at least use the screen with text, right? That's your case, Jay, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You're using the screen with text. Yes. You're not using voice. You're not using screen readers. That is correct. For for someone in that position, Android is actually really good. Really good. Because the font size you talked about, the ability to increase that, the ability to change the size of the display as well is brilliant. And that does make it so much easier because the difference between Android and iPhone is that on Samsung, pretty much not maybe all of them, but pretty much all of the apps will enforce that across the board. So on Twitter, for example, easier to read. Facebook, easier to read. It's much more difficult if you've got low vision and you're trying to do the same on an iPhone. Would you find? Would you say that's true, Jay? To a point, yes. Uh, I know uh, there was a time that uh, that really did translate into that. Like you know, the larger text would go across the board. It does happen to a certain extent, but then uh, you do get uh, see sometimes apps are not optimized for it, so you'll have a bit of uh, areas that like are cut off or something like that. So uh, it's something to be mindful in that respect. However, if you're using it, say the way I do, the the zoom feature, so like the screen zoom. Uh, does have, and I've always enjoyed this about Android, it does have a step over iOS in the fact that you can do like a, just a triple tap and hold the screen, look at what you want, and as soon as you let the screen go, it zooms back out again. Whereas with iOS, you have to triple tap the screen with the three fingers or the three finger tap, and then it will go in and you have to do it again to release it. Whereas it, there's, a, there's a couple of gestures that you can do extra that I find work really, really well. But... Um, you know, with regards to that, yeah, there's, there was a lot of customization, but being able to see it, if you're used to one operating system, yes, and being able to have a little bit of functional vision there to get you through the, that quote unquote learning curve, uh, does help out. Now, anybody coming from, I would say now the iPhone 10 lineup wouldn't have as much of a learning curve because the home button has already been removed. So the getting back to the home screen is still swipe up from the middle bottom, like the bottom in the middle, swipe up brings you back home the same thing with you know there's some other gestures that are there so it's still a very familiar uh interface uh with regard to that so but there is one other thing that i want to mention especially around samsung and this Mm -hmm. again is for those with low vision that i think is a brilliant feature that samsung i think only samsung has i could be wrong in this and if anyone else has a i cannot say this word who are we that's not how you Huawei. say it. Huawei. 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 Yeah. Huawei. Yeah. It sounds like one of those weird effects you get from a, if you sort of make a piece of plastic move. <laughs> Huawei, Huawei, Huawei. Anyway, um, that's in my head. But yeah, so. Okay, I'll never, I'll one, never right? be able okay, to say fine. that the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a feature in there called uh, Easy Mode. Mm-hmm. And Easy Mode is brilliant because it gives you not just the big text, but it gives you big buttons as well. Yes. It simplifies the layout. Uh, it gives you less clutter on the screen. It kind of lets you have maybe four icons on the screen or four uh, app icons or, or setting buttons, whatever you want, really. And you can customize all of that. It's easier to see. So I think for someone with low vision like you, Jay, I think that's a brilliant option. Um, and it sounds like you're you're actually quite enjoying it. I mean, yeah, and, and let's be, 
you know, let's be brutal about it. I mean, I know we kind of joke about on price, but, you know, not everyone can afford the latest iPhone, and they're getting expensive. That's just it. And I mean, and even in the in the Android lineup, I mean, I got very lucky when, when I walked into the store in October. It's, it's when the flagships were coming down in price. So, I mean, yeah, mine on a, a two-year term was $0. I was like, great, excellent. You know, and I was able to take it. But then you look at now the, the S10 and the S10 Plus when they came out. You know, we're still talking five and six hundred dollars on a term. So coming up with that cash up front and then still owing more money on it over the course of two years, it's you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of cash. But uh, and I actually was at the, I was at the Samsung store at the Eaton Center in Toronto a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking to the representative there, and that's where I first saw the A70. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, I was looking, I said, this is a beautiful phone and it's technically a budget price. And it was like, you know, this is kind of where, you know, if you're not a power user, if you're just using your phone for checking Facebook, watching YouTube, or just the, the general run of the mill stuff, then this is what you're looking for. You know, it's the power users that are like, you know, like heavy gaming and all this kind of stuff, but also maybe for the assistive tech. I don't know. I can't comment on that because we have to try it out. You know, we have to see, you know, what's going to be used and where. But uh, for the most part, though, I think the budget lineup is going to be like the shining star for any of the phone manufacturers if they can get that get that niche in there. I mean, we talked about it with one of my last times on the show with the iPhone XR, that it was going to be one of the most popular phones because mm-hmm. it wasn't tricked all the way out, but the price was right. Well, and we had said at the time the XR could possibly be the new iPhone SE, which, as we all know, was a great budget phone for uh-huh. people that are blind and visually impaired. People love the SE, and I think in a similar way, they love the 10R. And I think now, in a also very similar way, the Pixel 3a that we uh, talked about earlier this year, I think that's, as Stephen alluded to earlier, that could be the new you know, Android version of an SE or a 10R because it is that budget phone, and it's still... It's not tricked out maybe like the 10 is, but, or the Pixel 3, you know, the regular Pixel 3, but it's still a very nice phone. And for 400 or less dollars, it's not bad. Exactly. Gets the job done. And it's really interesting because this is exactly what Sean was talking about on the first Double Tap TV episode, which he had this week, where he talked about his experience of getting used to using this phone. Now, interestingly, Tim, for us, He's talking about it from uh, the kind of, yeah, okay, low vision, but also to the point where, you know, as I, as some people say, you know, how much useful vision do you have? And I'm like, I don't calculate it that way. I calculate it in uselessness. Um, <laughs> how much so useless I've, vision I've, do I have? Right. I've got lots of, I've got lots of useless vision. <laughs> right. Um, and for that reason, I use, and Sean does, and I know you would as well if you were going to use it, Tim, you would want to use Talkback, which is the screen reader. And I've often been put off by this screen reader. But I've been using the Samsung S10 now for a couple of weeks, and I've used it as a work phone because I don't really want to hand over everything to Android yet. I'm not at that stage, and I don't think I ever will, truthfully. I think we all know I'll have a love affair for a while, and then I'll just get fed up with it. But I do <laughs> I'm like... sorry, I had to laugh at that one. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Ring, yeah. Ringing endorsement. Yeah. Um but, no, I, I just think it's because I'm just an Apple guy, right? That's who I am. It's what I'll always be. So, you know, you're not going to change me on it, but that doesn't mean it's not for other people. And I want to try and understand it so that I can talk about it, if nothing else. I will say, I think, with the gestures, and Sean talks a lot about this, and he has talked a lot on the show here about it a lot, is that the gestures you can customize, you have lots of options to do things that I didn't think you could do. Like, for example, on top on VoiceOver on the iPhone, one of the most useful things I found out, and I think it was you, Tim, that told me about it, was the four-finger tap at the top or the bottom of the yep, screen. you're welcome. And that gets you... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. honestly, I love that feature because it takes you to the first item that's focused on the screen. So most cases, it's the back button, right? Um, and like if you're in a, like WhatsApp, you'll get to the voice message button, which we <laughs> use all the time. Um, I'll never forget the message from you saying, how do I find the box to type or the voice message? How do I? And we're like... Just four finger tap at the bottom and swipe backwards. It's much faster, and you're like, oh, "Wow, look at that!" I was like, "This is the this is a game changer for me, it right?" It was the best. And, but you know the thing is, Tim. Right, the reality is, and this is the case for all of us. I think 
we just there's no box or instructions that come with this saying all this stuff. That's right. And it is only like shows like ours. It is a tech show, honestly. Look, see, we're doing it. Um, you know, it, this is what. <laughs> honestly. This, yeah, honestly. But this is where you learn <laughs> this kind of thing, and that's brilliant because if someone's sitting now saying, "I didn't know you could do that," now you do. And that makes all the difference. Now, that feature I loved, and I I could not get Android to do the same. But what they don't tell you about Android, and this is even more confusing, is when you go into the settings, there are a number of gestures which you can customize to suit yourself. And a lot of those other features, like, for example, getting to the first item on the screen, drawing focus to it, you have to choose the gesture you want. It's not enabled by default. So... You can make that gesture or you can make that happen, but you've got to set it up. So basically what I'm saying is a lot of the things that I think I thought you couldn't do, and I think you'll remember, Tim, I said on my trying, I was kind of left wanting a while back. I thought some gestures missing. Yeah, you had a list that was basically, if only I could do the following, yeah. I would like it. I mean, if I could get to the top, if I could get to the bottom easily, if I could get it to read from a certain point, like you can, in, you know, if you're in a, an email or whatever and you start, you want to read the whole thing, it's two-finger swipe down on the iPhone. How do I do that on an Android phone? Well, you can customize the gesture to suit yourself. I think that's a good thing, and this is what I want to ask you, Jay. I mean, the customization thing is good, I guess, because it does give you a lot of options. I wonder if it's maybe easier for you because you're not trying to use it with a screen reader. So that customization is maybe better for you? Because you can do what you like with it, colors and all that. It's more. It's my baby. Again, I think I go back to this point. I think Android is better if you've got low vision. Well, the thing is, to a certain point, for anybody just coming over right now, I would say yes. However, we have to think back in the fact that it wasn't that long ago that these gestures weren't available on iOS either. So it's all a matter of yeah, like figuring out, and, and it's like anything new. And we talked about this one time before, like you, and you said yourself, Stephen, that, you know, the, I don't want to learn anything new. I just want it to work. Yeah. And, and that is true. And, you know, and that's why, you know, a lot of people will stick with a platform. And once they're c comfortable, then it's easier to acclimatize to the new changes that come in because it's just gradual little bits and pieces get added in here and there. So anybody who's been on an Android since it first launched... Well, I mean, they can rock their way through this phone and have no sweat because everything is kind of, you know, incrementally changing the same way it was with us for iOS. So, but anybody, that goes without saying for whether it's a new computer, a new television, a new anything. If you're coming over from one platform to the other, yeah, if you have a bit of functional vision, it will be a bit easier. There's no question. However... These shows that we're doing here now today, letting folks know the options are there to customize. Well, you can actually get someone to help you with it. You know, get get a family member to, you know, it's there. So then just get someone to, you know, sit down and we'll be able to go over things with you. Because honestly, someone coming from a flip phone right now, just imagine someone who is totally blind coming from a flip phone with the tactile buttons and handing them an iPhone. Terrifying. That would be absolutely terrifying. So it's the same type of deal. If you have the option or the ability to be able to get somebody to walk through some of the things with you, then I think you're in fantastic shape. If you have, say, like access to one of the Samsung retail locations, uh, then they have the areas that you can go in and get some assistance if need be. Practice on the demo phones before you make the choice. You know, you can go in and change all the settings there and see if it is something that would actually work for you. So, yeah, there are lots of options, but uh, it's just the fact that, you know, when you come from one thing that you're so comfortable with, going over to something else, yeah, it's going to be a shock to the system, but it can work. And I know that it would be a shock to the selling of classes that both Apple and uh, Android stores and all that do to teach you how to do these things. I think that, honestly, the moment you have a new phone retail out of the box, and you turn on voiceover or, you know, you say yes, because I think even now, I think with iOS, it even asks if you want to use voiceover. Right, I'm not yeah. sure now. That's right. Yeah, I think it does. The moment you say yes to that and turn on voiceover the first time, there should be a built-in tutorial to walk you through it. It shouldn't be the, well, how do I bring up a tutorial? I mean, there is, at least on the iPhone, uh, mm -hmm. a gesture that you can use. I think it's three 
three taps with four fingers, so four finger, four finger triple tap. That's not easy to say. Yeah, that's uh, right. Four finger <laughs> triple tap. Triple, and that, and then at that point, you just mess around and, and try different gestures, and it'll tell you what it does. But what if you don't know what gesture to try to find out? So I exactly. really think there should be a, a launch tutorial that walks you through and and tells you how to use that screen reader. And I think that would be so helpful because especially with uh, the the changing of commands that you're talking about in uh, the Android platform with TalkBack, being able to change the gestures, that's actually coming in iOS 13. And I've been playing with that quite a bit. We've talked about that here on the show. And I love it. I love being able to customize the ones that are there. I love being able to add other ones that I never thought about before, changing them to something else. And so having a tutorial at launch would be so helpful for those people you're talking about, Jay, that are coming from a flip phone or coming from Android to iOS or vice versa. And like the thing is with it, I mean, uh, you know, it's wonderful that these things are here, you know, for us to be able to take advantage of, to be able to use them. But, you know, it's like a lot of this stuff, it seems like it's put into the operating systems and it's just assumed that we're going to know how to use it. Well, that's the way most things and, are built these days, unfortunately. And you don't exactly. Get the and that's manual. just how it goes. So, yeah, it, it's no matter where you are, whether it's iOS, Android, uh, I mean, well, Windows Phone doesn't exist anymore. So, but it's, you know, the two big guys now, I mean, you know, it's there. We have to know how to use it and we have the options. But yeah, like I think they're all starting to get on the same playing field. So iOS is bringing in, like you said, that customized gesture thing. So there's, there's, there's going to be very few differences, I think, in the coming years between both platforms accessibility-wise. It's just going to be where do you prefer to have your content mm. and, and different things like that. Because functionally speaking, I will say this right now, functionally speaking, I don't find any difference between the iPhone and my A70 in the apps that I use on a daily basis and the things that I do on my phone. I think everything is, it flows exactly the same. It's just a matter of some of the things underneath the hood that you can get in and customize to make it easier for yourself. Great. But the overall operation, one way to the other, they're they're virtually identical, so. Well, stay with us because we're going to be talking uh, more about technology, of course. That is what the show's all about, believe it or not. Um, we're going to get some of your comments, your emails as well. And I'm going to apologize for something in a moment. Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada, and I have Tim Schwartz. Hello. Hello, Stephen. And I've got Jay Taylor. Hello. Hello, Stephen. Uh, right, let's uh, kick things off here with an apology. As you should, Mr. Scott. Mark it down, folks. Well, I'm allowed. I, I do one apology a year. This is it. This is the one. <laughs> so we have one Canadian on a year, and we do one apology a year. There's ones. We only do ones. We're doing it all says. today. We're just getting. Oh, yeah, no. Calm down. Family show. Um, so here's my apology. So it's last week I said that I was going to do a, a comparison feature on the uh, narrator. I forgot what it was. They. <laughs> <laughs> the um, what was it? The, the narrator versus Jaws taking a picture and seeing how their uh, respective image smarts descriptions. OCR. Yeah, yes. yeah. How how it did it? Yeah, that thing. Anyway, I, I didn't do it. So there you go. Now this is after we had, believe it or not, for once we had a semi sort of kind of pre-production meeting thing. I don't know what you want to call it. We had a conversation. Wasn't that? <laughs> yeah. It was Wasn't something like that. Any of those things, but anyway. Yeah. You, no. Yeah, you, with you, myself, and and Sean all talking about this and, and discussing how it was going to work and possible images to take a look at and we get the descriptions and maybe even joke images that we were going to try. A whole thing that we had all discussed and planned out and we were going to make sure they were done by a certain day and a certain time so they were ready. And no. Well, you know, do you know what happened? Right? Okay, it's kind of funny, right? Okay. I'll tell you what here happened. It here, here it is. Sit yeah. back, folks. So, get a bag of popcorn. Enjoy. The computer, which is connected up in here so that I can do these features, I don't use the yeah. Windows one that often. It hasn't got the latest version of Windows on it, so it doesn't have the latest narrator with that function. It doesn't ha- it's got JAWS 17 on it, which is not JAWS 19, obviously. So that's kind of put me behind a little bit. So clearly, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of updating to do this week. Okay. Okay, uh, so... My, my question... Hang on there, uh, Tim, just one second. I hate to... Who's to say that everybody who's listening to us right now are uh, running the latest versions of everything, so... 
But but you have to in order for to get these features. You see that Jaws nineteen has this yeah, okay. picture smart feature, okay. and was, narrator has like a sort of new seeing see, AI. Type I, tr- I tried to it. help us out here, folks. I tried. I tried. Yeah, well, it didn't work. No, no, so I've got a lot of work to do this week, clearly. See, see you are aware, Stephen, that, that the updates to, say, you know, Windows can be done overnight while you're sleeping. The update to JAWS, even, when that's done, can be updated with, without you. You just have to tap a button and walk away. <laughs> Nothing can be done without me. Nothing. I have to be here. <laughs> I'm going to be well. watching it. Someone needs me. <laughs> someone needs you. We haven't found them yet, but someone. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I haven't found them yet. Uh, right, look, so what we're going to do instead is we're going to get to your uh, messages because that's more important than anything I've got to say. That's for I'll sure. agree. So, yes, and so uh, many yeah, people thanks. have been getting in touch. All right, all right, all right. Don't, don't, don't. All right, okay. Uh, yes, so many people have been in touch, and uh, as such, we want to get to your comments. So let's get to our first one. My name is Anthony Hodgett. Sorry, I have a cold. I have a question that only you guys could probably answer. Hi, Steve, and the rest of you. Hello. Um, Hello. Here's my question. So we have these two great um, speakers out there. We've got Amazon, and we've got the Google Home. Now, Google Home works great, but how do you get Amazon to do the same thing? If you are looking at a podcast on Google Home, you can say, play Double Tap Canada, if you're in Canada, and it works. As soon as you go to America and you try to do that with an Amazon, well, Good luck. I have a podcast I wanted a friend to check out, and unfortunately, it didn't work. Now, I don't have a lot of information on how to make it work. In other words, do you have to subscribe to a whole bunch of different podcast uh, networks or what? And how do you even do that? Anyway, I thought I would throw this out there because a lot of people don't know that they have to possibly tell the Amazon to look in other places other than iTunes, which is where Amazon seems to get its information from. So congratulations on your TV show, Stephen. I am actually going to look forward to checking it out, and I hope you guys have an answer for me because you guys are the experts. Have a great day. Well, thanks for that, Anthony. And, well, I guess I'll speak for the rest of us since it's Steve and the rest of us. (laughs) I, I will speak for the rest. Yeah, actually, uh, the Amazon Echo does partner with other services or apps. Now, there are skills you can download that you can use specifically to get your podcasts uh, similar to any other smartphone where you can download something other than Apple Podcasts or Android Podcasts or Google Podcasts, I should say. Uh, however, if you just say to your Amazon Echo, for instance, the, you know, the wake word, and then just say, play Double Tap Canada podcast or whatever show you're wanting to listen to followed by the word podcast, that should play it. And uh, at least for me, it uses the service TuneIn Radio. Now, if you forget to say podcast, you can also just say play Double Tap Canada from TuneIn. And it will also do that. Either way, it's going to play it from TuneIn, at least in my experience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's several different ways of uh, going about it. I think in general, uh, speaking here in Canada especially, when Google launched their podcast app, it's automatically linked into the Google Home services. So it's automatically there. So anything that's available, it's just going to come up there. With uh, the uh, Amazon Echo, it is like you said, Tim, you know, you have to enable it uh, in certain different things because there's so many different services that are out there. So it's just a matter of a couple extra little steps, but it is possible. So, Okay, well, uh, glad we got that sorted out. And, uh, yeah, thank you for your comments on the TV show. I hope it uh, – I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you. If it gets to episode two, I'll be amazed because I was on it. <laughs> so um, will we, but that's okay. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get to an email from Derry, who's been in touch with us, to say, Hi, guys. Well done on another super show last week. Loved to hear from Jeff from Blind Abilities. Steve, loved your review of the Sunu Band. A couple of quick questions. Uh, if you're a cane user, does the Sunu Band go on? On the other hand, I mean, if you use the white cane on your right hand, does the band go on your left wrist? Um, phew, that was difficult, says Derry. Uh, also, are there many different band sizes? You sound as if you have a very small wrist. How dare you? Um, but my wrist is huge, says Derry. Uh, last while, uh, the weather is warm. You could wear short sleeves. In the winter, does the Sunu band go over the coat? Keep up the super work bringing the show to us. All the best, Derry Lawler. Well, thank you, Derry. Yeah, fantastic um, question from Derry. Now, didn't you say that the band has to kind of be out at a certain angle to get certain things in a certain way? So I'm, I'm guessing your cane hand, Stephen? Actually, it's the opposite. Um, and really? That's, 
yeah, that's actually why because you want your hand you want your hand down by your side, uh-huh. so you don't want to be uh, having it sort of moving around. You can it's, it's actually quite awkward to walk by with not moving your arm because uh, your arm just swings back and forward naturally. But you know, if you're if you really want to use it properly, you need to kind of try and keep your arm not stiff, but just not moving around too much because that is now my pedometer won't get all my steps and I won't get my activity tracking for the day. No, well, that, well, oh. this is it. You see and, Tim and at the hardware store now putting the <laughs> on the on a paint shaker just to get those steps in. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Well, wrap it around your child's foot. I think is the answer. I um, had that, that thought. Way. Put it on her ankle and just let yeah, her go. Exactly. <laughs> um, so no, you need to do it on the other wrist. Um, as for the band sizes, well, I'm going to look over the comment about the small wrist. Um, and see, actually, the wrist size is pretty decent on it. I mean, it seems more like it's built for a man's wrist than a woman's wrist. I mean, you know, because obviously my, my wife's wrist is very small, and she said to really wrap that band around. Um, from what I understand, there isn't a way of changing the bands on it, so it kind of comes with what it does. Um, but that's something you, you maybe could talk to Sunu about. That's not something I know about. Uh, and as for wearing it over a coat, now, interesting, because I do live in Scotland, um, is a question that I did ask myself. Can you wear it with something over the top? Maybe if you're wearing a jumper or you've got a coat on, can you wear it over? Because I'll be honest, it's not an ugly thing, but it's also not something you maybe want to show off either. So it's kind of in that middle range, and I think for that reason I I would like to maybe cover it up. Well, you can. You can actually wear it because the sonar waves don't seem to pick up what you're wearing at all. Um, It sort of sees past that, which is really good. Um, So you, you can wear it, under your clothes, essentially, which is which is really good. So, yeah, it's a really interesting piece of kit. Um, I don't know if you heard me talking about this last week, Jay. The Sunu Band, which is basically a watch you wear that uses sonar to guide you around. Very, very impressive. That sounds very interesting. No, I, I missed that last week, but uh, got to check it out. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, well, you know, if you want to tune in one week, that'd be great. Uh, anyway, so uh, shall we go to another <laughs> call? <laughs> yes, please. please. Who, who else we have on the line? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, we're so friendly, you know. What I mean? Right, let's get another call in. Hi guys, love your show. I'm a first time caller. I have a question. With all the apps out there that are used for mobility purposes, is there a holster that could hold your smartphone around chest high so that the camera can see without you holding it, freeing up your hands for your cane? and maybe a gym bag or something else in the other hand. Your podcast is great. I love all that extra information. I'm fairly new to blindness, and every week is helpful listening to your show. Take care. Well, thank you so much for getting in touch with us. We didn't catch your name, unfortunately, but uh, you know, maybe you didn't want to give us your name, and I appreciate that. Uh, you're filling you to the world of blindness. Hey, welcome along. It's yeah, such welcome a, to the club. Yeah, yes. such a fun ride, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just such Lucky. joy. Yeah, but hey, now he, um, he, he has us now, so that's the thing. So. Exactly. 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 And we'll tell you the truth about it. It's, it's terrible and good and bad all at the same time. It's kind of just that weird mix of, of things. Yeah. Um, but listen, if you've got us and you, you, you've got the show, that's probably the best thing because there's nothing worse. I mean, I, I've never gone through the, the news of losing sight, right? I mean, I, I was born with this. Um, and, you know, I just can't imagine what it's like for someone learning that news and then having, where do you turn? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Absolutely. And and everyone's telling you, well, it's going to be fine. And, and, and you know in your head it's not going to be fine. Things are going to be tough and it's going to be difficult. And if you can find your way through by listening to three idiots on the radio, <laughs> then brilliant. So you're welcome to be here. So thank you for getting in touch. Really, really do appreciate your absolutely. call. And if you uh, ever need any more advice, we're here. Yeah, let um, us know. Absolutely. But no, Stephen, you actually have looked into this question and, and well, might actually yes. have an answer. For once in my life, I did some research. I might, wow. I mean, this is actually, you know, this is why I couldn't do the other feature because I was so busy doing this. That's what it That's, was. Exactly. Yeah. Now you I knew know. the truth would come out sooner or later. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, I did look into this because um, it's really interesting. I actually have looked into this myself as well because I, I'm kind of nervous about this, and this is a point of, of concern I would raise, that if you can't see anything at all, if you've lost all of your vision, um, strapping your camera to your chest might seem a little bit, to me, inviting for a thief. Do you know no, what I mean? I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I'd be a bit nervous. Yeah. Yep. Because I'd be a bit like, hmm, um, but... 
in saying that if this is something you want and it's something you think would be useful, then I think you should definitely check them out. The good news is they're not that expensive. I found them for about $13 on Amazon.ca. And, you know, that's not bad, really. I mean, they, they do go up in price. They got to like $50, $60. You don't need to buy that. You know, what you're looking for is something which will go over your chest, essentially a bit like a pair of braces. Um, <laughs> that's what it's kind of like. But it goes over your chest, kind of wraps around the middle. Uh, I think what they do with these is they, I've never, I've, I've not bought one yet, but I am thinking about buying one. They kind of clip at the back. I was going to say like a bra, but that's probably, but it probably is like that, isn't it? Um, they just probably clip at the back, and then there's a, a mount or a chest mount at the front that your phone just clips into. Some of them have got extra casing around them, which means that it protects the phone more from someone just coming up and grabbing it. That's the kind I'd be interested in. But looking at a whole wide range, and I won't get into the names of them because there's a whole wide range, but you're talking $13, $14. It's not a huge amount of money. Wow. That's actually really cool. One of the uh, another thing as well, if you especially have folks uh, you know like ourselves that are white cane users, uh, one of the things, and it's a little life hack that I happen to find, a holder for a mag light flashlight that goes on your belt. It's just a, just a plastic loop, and you can actually drop the cane down into it—a four-section cane, fold it up, drops right into the thing. So if you're somewhere that you know you you don't want to lay it down, and you could possibly like just get up and, or lose it or whatever, like it just keeps it attached to you. So uh, it's just, just, I think it was like 12 bucks on Amazon or something like that. It's um, like a flashlight holder. Yeah. Works great. Like, so these little life hacks that you can find, you know, that can, uh, that can really work out. But that's cool, Stephen. I like that. Yeah, I'm quite impressed by it, only because of the fact that I think it's a good way to, I mean, especially if you found an app like Be My Eyes. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, you know, I, I know that you, Tim, you've got the Ira glasses. And I must admit, you know, and you know, because we've had this conversation umpteen times, I yes. want a pair of glasses with a camera in them. Please, somebody, just bring them out. Because oh, yeah. that is just so much better. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't have a need for that. But I think if you want to be safe, right. I think this is probably a good idea. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's really a good idea. And, and being an Ira user, and we talked a little bit about how Bose working with Ira with the audio AR surround of the Bose glasses and then the Ira service. And they recommend that you still have to hold your Ira, you know, or hold your phone out in front of you to use the Ira service. Something like that to have your phone harnessed to you in a way so that you can still use your cane, still hold a bag or, or something else to have that other hand free. Something like that uh, sounds really, really nice. So, yeah, for whatever the purpose, just to keep your phone stable and secure and, and hands free. So use something like you said, like Be My Eyes or Ira or or some other sort of you know navigation or video service. I, I like that or be able to holster it, you know, at your belt buckle, like you were talking about uh, with the cane. Uh, Jay, I, I I like these kind of life hacks. These are great. And the interesting thing is, I mean, it's not applicable in this way. I mean, it depends what you're looking to do. I mean, if, if your plan is to film as you go around, maybe you're you're using it as a way of keeping an eye on your area. I, I know some people use it for safety. Um, almost like a dash cam type idea. If any incident occurs, then you've got a record of it. Um, some, some people do that. And, and the other way of doing that, if you've got a guide dog or you want to, um, you could get a GoPro. These, these are quite popular now. Um, a lot of people attach their GoPros to their dogs. Um, and, you know, you could just have that, you know, as well. I mean, I, I don't know if you'll have a guide dog at this point, but if you did then you'd be able to attach to the harness. And a lot of people doing that now for safety because there's a lot of issues. Some people just you know make YouTube videos out of it. You know, <laughs> it's kind of weird. But um, people love all that stuff, don't they? It's cool, right? I've seen, I've seen that actually before. The GoPros going around like that. It is actually really neat. But uh, yeah, in this day and age, yes, I mean, it is so... Uh, it's so easy to be able to do different things uh, to uh, just to make things safer. Yeah, I mean, because you don't know this day and age, man. You don't know like what's being recorded, where it's being recorded, because cameras are everywhere. I mean, Twenty-five years ago, it was uh, you know someone stuck out like a sore thumb because they had this big you know video camera up on their shoulder, or uh, their their point and click film cameras were these big th you know larger things. But now cameras are everywhere, so. Yeah, I think I think it's a wonderful thing, and then to be able to do something like that hands free. And one thing I've noticed with uh, using cameras and things like that too, if anybody who does have partial sight, it uh, sometimes the camera can actually help in different lighting situations because of the way the exposure works. I know for myself in the evening, 
say if I bring my dogs outside in the nighttime, I actually end up using my camera on my phone so I can actually see because the contrasting and the lighting changes and more light gets in. So I'm actually able to see. Take the phone away. I can't see anything. But put the mm. phone up, I can actually then see because the, the contrast and the lighting and everything all changes with the uh, way the cameras are working now. So, yeah, it's just little things like that. I mean, that's, you know, even a pair of binoculars, for an example, wouldn't do anything for me because it's just straight lenses. But using the camera lens really, really helps out. It's amazing. I mean, and all these life hacks that you, you pick up along the way, mm-hmm. I mean, there are lots of different ones that people you know, choose to how to use their smartphone. I, I find the iPhone itself, without a case on it, to be quite slippery. Yes. So, you know, having, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, if you're, if you're out and about and you don't have a case on it, you will probably drop it at some point because uh, it, it'll just fall out of your hand. Yes. Um, but if you can get a case on it, if you can put it inside one of these chest mounts, I mean, I, I might look into one of these because you got me thinking about this now. This is a really good way of, uh, you know, using your phone. I mean, if you're able to start the app up like Be My Eyes, just by using Siri. You've got your AirPod in, which I think is a brilliant combination. AirPods or, or AirPods, if you like. But, you know, the AirPods, they're wireless. Um, you've got connection to your phone. The only problem I have is, and this is one thing I'm really not liking about the iPhone XS, is the Face ID component of it. I don't like the fact that it's, you know, the way that you have to constantly look at the phone to make it do things. Whereas at least with Touch ID... You know, you could have your phone in your pocket. I could have a little Bluetooth keyboard. I could just put my hand in my pocket, touch ID, the phone's unlocked, I'm in. Um, whereas now I've got to pull the phone out and make sure I'm looking at it, and then it's got to make sure it's looking at me, and that's always often a challenge. So, you know, it, it's not, it's, yeah, a bit fiddly. But um, anyway, good idea. I like that. So thank you for your call. And uh, if anyone else wants to get in touch, we'll give you the contact details at the end. Can I just finish with a rant, please? Go for it. Can we stop you? <laughs> no. Uh, there's no way you can stop well, me then this. Well, I, I guess go right ahead then. Rant away. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to step out to use the washroom for a second. So I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. I think that's when everyone does this. Um, mm. I have got a complaint about the iPad Pro. Oh, oh the iPad? Yes. The what? I'm Here sorry. Hang on. Say that. Wait, wait, repeat that, please. I have an issue the, with the yes. iPad Pro. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Here I am, I've bought all the dongles you can think of to suit all the different devices. Now, over the years, I must have amassed boxes worth of dongles for different things that Apple have just decided out of thin air is going to be the connector of the future. Um, and I've got all these okay. different things. I just got to quit. Who came up with the word dongle? I just got to say. I love that word, dongle. There's something wonderful yes. about that word. Love to say dongle. Dongle. Um, I, can't, I can't do it with the Scottish accent, though. It sounds better with the Scottish accent. I think so. I think everything sounds better with a Scottish accent. Equally, it sounds violent with a Scottish accent. But everything sounds violent. <laughs> With this accent. Even if I say, hello, I love you, it sounds like I'm threatening you. Um, yeah. So okay. Keep going. Yeah, so I've got all my dongles. I'm sitting here. I've got my lightning uh, d- dongle. And what I do occasionally is I'll sometimes hook up my iPad to my little mixing desk here because I've got my speakers in the studio. And I just love the sound of those speakers, so I want to be able to hear it more clearly, hear the voiceover or whatever, or just play an audio or whatever I'm doing. And today I sat down, I pulled, and I, I don't know why I did this, but I forgot about the fact that the iPad Pro has USB-C. It doesn't have lightning, and it doesn't have a 3.5mm jack. So I can't plug in a pair Which of headphones. Which is fantastic. No, it's terrible. It's awful. Ugh. That means I need to buy more dongles and make Jay smile when I say it. Um, but it is really <laughs> but nice. USB-C <laughs> is the connection of the future. Oh, I've heard this it's so many times. It's universal, hence the U So it was Firewire USB. 400, then it was Firewire 800. And then there was some mini version of VGA, and then there was the Display Port, the Mini Display Port, and then that all died. And there's off. Thunderbolt. Don't forget Thunderbolt. There's Thunderbolt, which actually was the <laughs> same as Display Port, even though it didn't really work with Thunderbolt. Yeah, it was, <sighs> they, they kind of did double duty on that one. It was kind of weird. So many. I'm trying to remember the one way way back which I had on my Power Mac G4. I think it was an AOC connector. I'm not referring to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is, of course, uh, in the New York District uh, Congresswoman. Uh, but no, actually, mm-hmm. it was called AOC. Uh, I can't even know what that stood for. Apple Original Connector, which, in other words, meant it worked with nothing else. That annoys me. It just annoys me because you know, I've spent all this money on dongles. I've got all these different things. It's about time they just stuck with something. And there's even talk this year that the new Apple iPhones won't come with USB-C. So we're kind of stuck with that together, you know, kind of separation of all of this. It's so bizarre. I don't like it. 
I will say this about the lightning connector. I, you know, say what you will about, uh, you know, any of the other things. The lightning connector, I think, in general, is flawed in my myself. It's it's very fragile. Fake news. Right. It's very, it's very fragile. I like the stability of USB type C and I do hope that eventually, uh, that like, like Tim said, you know, the, the, the connector of the future. I, I really hope so. Um, the connector but of the future. It's just a matter of right now that uh, they should have, as far as I'm concerned, stayed with the 30 pin because I, I thought that was actually much more durable. I thought, I thought oh, it was more, no, honestly, no, I've gone no, through no, more, no, I've no, gone through terrible. more lightning cables. Than I have ever. It's not breaking them. It's not me, man. I'm on an I'm on a USB C right now, so it's okay. It's just it's it's just a thing. Like, it really is. Uh, you know, and then the controversy that happened. I mean, when they killed the 30 pin connector versus the uh, the lightning. Now, I mean, everything that happened there, they're going to have the same thing happen again. Eventually, no, no, you know, no. Listen, lightning port is like a truck driver. Uh, USB-C is like a bus driver. And uh, lightning, uh, 30-pin port is like the cyclist. You know, it's like the, the truck driver doesn't really like the bus driver. The bus driver doesn't like the truck driver. <laughs> but equally, they both hate the wow. cyclist. That's kind wow. of it, really. That's two good analogies in one year, Stephen. I'm impressed. <laughs> Kitty got claws, man. Well, wow. wow. Two analogies in one Canadian. There's a podcast name for you. Um, <laughs> That is our show for this week. Uh, feedback at ami.ca. Get in touch on email if you want to. You can call toll-free uh, to this number, one 509 4545 That number again, one 509 4545 Leave your message. Tell us you're happy for us to play it on air, and we shall. And you can join the conversation here. That is a toll-free number. The email, once again, feedback at ami.ca. Jay, it's been great having you back on. Um, we look forward to hearing you in 2020. I look forward to it as well. Thanks for having <laughs> me back, guys. Uh, 2020, the year of perfect vision. Woohoo! It's coming. Hey, hey yes, exactly. Thanks, That's Jay. the year of it. Uh, Tim, thank you as always. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, Stephen. And don't forget, Double Tap TV, which you'll find Wednesdays for my sins. Wednesdays at 8.30 Eastern on AMI-TV. It is weird and wonderful to be there. We're having a blast with Mark Flalo joining us then. And of course, you'll find all of the information about our shows at ami.ca forward slash double tap. See you next time. I said see. You see what I did there? Yeah, you did. Bye. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.